With me this afternoon, Jenny Giblin from Funding HQ, helping not-for-profits raise funds, and a farmer from Central Hawke's Bay. Jenny, kia ora. Nice to have you back. Kia ora, Wallace. Lovely to be here. Also today, Phil O'Reilly, MD, Managing Director of Iron Duke Partners, business leader and commentator. Phil, kia ora. Welcome to the show. Great to be back, Wallace. Well, first up, Brazil's game against South Korea at the Football World Cup came as a reminder to many just what it is about the game we love so much. As The Guardian said, there were times when watching Brazil's symphonic demolition of South Korea, it was briefly possible to leave behind earthly cares and lose oneself in the pure, riotous joy of football. It was that good. And Morocco has stunned Spain to reach World Cup quarterfinals. With us, I thought we'd want to digest the game and Brazil itself. Bobby Mackay, originally from Sao Paulo in Brazil. Bobby, kia ora, welcome to the program. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for having me. I bet. Just turn your head slightly, Bobby, so you can get a bit of a clearer line. What did you make of Brazil's game against South Korea? It was simply a masterclass, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good. I really liked the first half. I thought the Brazil was very good, but I think the second half they put they put the handbrake on and kind of just like they um yeah they just kind of trained a little bit. It wasn't I thought that it wasn't like well, how how Portugal did to to uh, um, Switzerland this morning. Just like they pretty much massacred. <laughs> um, hey, um, hey, Bobby, I've got to interrupt you. Your line is really terrible there. Can you move a metre or so, uh, or move your, move your head just a little bit, walk to somewhere else? So let's see if we can get a better okay. connection, Bobby. Um, can you hear me now? All right. A bit, is it better? a bit better, Bobby. Great stuff, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I just thought that Brazil uh, put a handbrake on, I think, yesterday. So uh, I think that it was pretty good. It was really, it was a good game. The very good first half. I think everything changes when we score a goal really quick, really fast in the first, in the beginning of the game. You know, yeah. Like how how Portugal did it today to um, to um, Switzerland, and then, and then they, they changed their whole their whole game. I think, and then but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a pretty 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 good World Cup for Brazil and for 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 all the other games. It's been a really good good World Cup. Believe, no. you you believe it's been a World Cup again? Yeah, a little bit of an cl- unclear line there, Bobby. If you could just walk another, another meter there, Bobby. But it, it's I it's. Know. I mean, this is this is against the backdrop of Pele being really quite ill. And at halftime, they paraded a banner showing Pele celebrating that header at the nineteen seventy World Cup. Tell us what does Pele mean to Brazilians? Uh, Pele is just that was he's the king, you know. The king of football for everyone. I mean, he was, he was the first. Uh, um, he was the first player of the first of a generation of like you know, from 1958 to 1970. He won three titles. He was the first one to win three titles to be playing for Brazil for the for the whole for the whole time. I mean, he couldn't really play in 1962 for injury in 1966, but uh, he played for he played for first games. But then he couldn't play there. against Brazil showed the amazing team and. Didn't buy him, but without him in 1962, but um, he's always been there. He's always been there. Uh, uh, the, the, the flavor, you know. Like I think, I think we South Americans are for football, or like the Polynesians are for rugby. You know, we gave the right. flavor to, to the sport, oh, yes. <laughs> and then Pele is responsible for that. Okay, Bobby. Hey, uh, we've got a panel here with us, Jenny. I don't know if you saw this uh, again, but I was just 
it was just absolutely quite unreal. I was just um, just actually in awe of just the game themselves and the dribbling and the interaction between the players. Did you see, or have you actually watched oh, much of the have, cup itself, or what? I have to confess, Wallace, I haven't watched anything. I've been so flat out. I haven't watched any of the um, much to um, yeah. my own shame. I haven't watched it. But I thought what was lovely about this story is is how wonderful Palais, for Palais while he is, you know, in a hospital to be able to see such great success. He must must have been fa- must be fantastic for him in terms of his, hopefully his recovery and his his health. He'll be, you know. In seventh heaven, it was wonderful for him. Well, that's right. Stay there, Bobby. What about you, Phil? Well, I've been watching some of it, and I was shouting and screaming at the television watching Australia very nearly upset Argentina the other day. Just just great to watch. Not, not nowhere as balletic or as poetic as the Brazilians. But but my, my question uh, is really, there's a chance, of course, that Brazil will play Argentina at some stage, and oh. on that performance, Brazil <laughs> looks like the favourite. But that must be an amazing day for Latin America when you see those two Latin American powerhouses go at it. Yeah. So what's it going to feel like in, in Sao Paulo when that's going on? It must be, there must be riots in the streets, I'm sure. <laughs> Bobby? Well, they, they, they'll, be, they'll be big. They'll be big. I mean, they, we, played them, we played them quite a few times in different, in different times in the World Cup. Uh, one of the biggest upsets uh, when they took the World Cup in 1986, they they took us, uh, I think it was 2-0. Uh, and um, yeah, they but they they were they're, they're biggest rivals uh, for us. And um, and beating them will be if beat them, there will be a big, big motivation to take the World Cup. Yeah, okay, yeah hopefully we can do it. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, we need to beat Croatia first, and then they need to be they need to be Holland first. Absolutely, Bobby, and this is a good point, isn't it? Because uh, it's been really the story of uh, this cup, hasn't it? It's been the World Cup of upsets. Japan against Germany, Morocco against Spain, Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. You never know. Um, Although what the Brazil we saw, how could you lose? But is that why we love football so much? Because you never know what's going to happen, Bobby. Yeah, just like... It's been it's been quite a few upsets, you know, but and I um I reckon the gap is a bit is a bit is a bit smaller these days, you know, like everybody wants to play, you know, in the World Cup scenario is just everyone wants to give it the best. So some of those best teams. I really I really like what Morocco done it because now it's, it's, it hasn't been it hasn't been um, I think many years that I'm, I'm an African team has reached it to the you know, to to the to the quarterfinals, which is really cool. Um really good for Muslims, really cool for, for for the Africans, you know, really cool for, for, for you know, for the to, to the sport itself to just really get get everybody motivated to play play the play football, you know. Good on you, Bobby. Thanks for being with us here on the panel this afternoon, and I uh, appreciate your time and all the best. Uh, that's Bobby Muke there from Brazil there, and look to uh, look apologies for that uh, phone line there. It is uh, six away from four, the panel on RNZ National Wallace Chapman. He actually broadcasting from the cottage at the bottom of the garden uh, this afternoon in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Let's uh, jump into I've Been Thinking. Jenny Giblin, take it away. Thanks, Wallace. Look, I was um, been thinking about um, the settlement reached yesterday for the New Zealand firefighters and listening to Wattie Watson both yesterday and again this morning when she's interviewed on Morning Report and how wonderful it is that that, that, that settlement has been reached. And it made me think also about 
the thousands, literally, of volunteers we have in terms of the voluntary fire brigades that operate in little districts like mine, so in little Waipukuro, where we have got a really active volunteer fire brigade. And I think the thing that I was thinking about is that they do so much more than putting out fires. And if I think about how, how the firemen and firewomen in Central Hawke's Bay work, they're the people that go out to the suicides, they're the people that are there on the side of the road when there's been a road crash, they are the people that go to a health crisis... And it's so much more than just putting out fires. So I sort of wanted to do a big shout-out to all our thousands of volunteer firemen and firewomen around New Zealand because they do such an amazing job, particularly in these little communities, and we would be really stuck if we didn't have them. Absolutely. So 24% pay rise, I think, is going to the table, isn't it? So pretty significant for them uh, in in a sector which has been, uh, well, they say, underpaid and understaffed for a long time. They have. I was so thrilled to hear that yesterday. Um, And I'm sort of talking about the... So I'm really pleased about that. But equally really um, cognizant of the hours that our volunteers who get paid yes. nothing also do and I guess also their employers who who give them time off work to go and do this great service in our communities but I know certainly in rural and provincial New Zealand those men and women do an amazing job, they have to deal with some pretty harsh um, environments at times and it, as I say it's so much more than putting out fires and we are so lucky to have them Very good, Jenny Gilbert there, I've been thinking, alright Phil O'Reilly, well, I've I, been thinking. I, sh- I should just note, uh, as a start out of this, that today is the 7th of December, and I should just note that uh, that for per- perspicacious listeners will, will note that that is the anniversary of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, one of the most consequential events of the 20th century. So I should note that for listeners. But I've been thinking about something much less interesting than that, Secret Santa. Uh, this is the time of the year I get very stressed about buying secret Santa gifts because we do, in our circle, that stealing Santa thing. You know, you, you open the gift and someone else can take it straight off you and so on. And it's very stressful, Wallace, because you've got to find something for under 20 bucks that everybody's going to go, oh, that's brilliant. Who thought of that? Whose gift was that? That's brilliant. What, a, what an insightful gift. And so I spend this time of the year aimlessly wandering about shops looking for a $20 gift that everybody will go, how witty, how witty, how interesting that someone would have come up with that. Uh, uh, sorry, I, came, I, I, came I didn't mean to laugh, but I just, I, I've got this mental image, you and your sort of suit and tie there wandering a, aimlessly through the malls, uh, exactly. heart and sweat, just going, what am I going to do? Exactly. So if any listeners have got an interesting secret Santa idea that'll make me look windswept and interesting and witty, then please let me know. They'll know. They'll know. It takes me two one zero. Help a friend out. Help a friend out, please. Uh, all your suggestions. I've got two for you, Phil. How okay. about this? Right. So you're looking for under twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yep, that's it. All right. Gardening gloves. Perfect. Ten dollars. Good call. And okay. That, and that makes me windswept and interesting for what reason, <laughs> Wallace? Just in your well, own Well, I time. don't know, but everyone loves gardening gloves, don't <laughs> they? Here's another one. Goat milk soap bar. Okay. $8. Perfect. Who wouldn't like that? Jenny, gardening gloves? Totally love both of those. Very good thinking. (laughs) That goat milk. Don't do a voucher, what everybody hates. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, (laughs) I found. I was was cleaning out one of the spare rooms in the house just on the weekend and found last year's one that (laughs) that I'd been stranded with, you know, at the end of the process, you know, and I thought maybe I should just wrap that up and back back in the middle. (laughs) Now, before we go, by the way, um, bread. uh, Someone says, Wallace, the best way to keep bread fresh is in a common bread bin. Um, 
Not sure about that, is it? Colin says, in freezer, pull it out, and 20 seconds in the microwave. Before we go into the uh, news at four, Phil, I have to ask you, because you're a huge book fan, what's on your reading list? Can you recommend me anything for the Christmas holidays? I certainly can. Uh, The book I'm reading right now is a book called Sandy Hook by Elizabeth Williamson. It's the story of the massacre at Sandy Hook about 10 years ago. But it's not just that. It's the story of what happened afterwards. And and, and listeners who will be following that will know that that spawned a a whole industry of people who say it never happened, uh, that uh, the Sandy Hook was just done by actors to, to, you know, let Obama do gun control. Uh, And that was incredibly tough for the families. Some of those families had to move three or four times. Mm. Some of those families have not been able to visit their kids' grave, grave sites, because they keep on getting hassled to dig up the grave to see whether the... The, the, the bodies actually exist and it's but at the end of the day it's also an inspirational story because it's about how they fought back and eventually won so it's a I great book it. to read and uh, recommend on my it. list on my list are your book ideas for me please need them secret Santa ideas coming through a can of CRC the most fought over present lots of laughter says Kathy.